Welcome to Fine Music Radio. You with me, David Dondi. And uh, if you've got questions, you want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise that podcast, as always, at fmr.co.za. What do we have today? The Peugeot 3008. The uh, Peugeot dashboard screen is impressive, but not as impressive as the 3D iteration in the recently tested Peugeot uh, 2008, which remains totally impressive. But this is good electronics, and this is the welcome into this bigger, medium-sized crossover SUV. And Peugeot has entered the segment with a little bit of an upgrade and a little bit of a winner. What do we have here? Things like adaptive cruise control, which, in my opinion, is a little bit sketchy as to when it is prepared to activate. Forget about it in the rain, but when it is working, it is wonderful. This isn't a fault. This is deliberate, of course. And in the deliberate department, there are bolstered and quilted seats, which in the test car were covered in red leather, and that wasn't gaudy. The interior is fantastic. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about the wood trim. I always struggle with wood trim when it's not a classic uh, car with with burr English walnut that's been hand done, but it is good, and the stitching on the seats is beautiful and surprisingly upmarket and understated, yet avant-garde and interesting. It really is a tour de force in the design parameter, and uh, the outside uh, is equally avant-garde and, and gets there. While we're still talking about the seats, the seat massages were a highlight. Who could say no to cat, cat paw mode or stretch mode? I, it, it's fantastic. And while we're on that interior, there's loads of storage space. The trigger-like gear control is quirky but reasonably easy to get used to. Uh, as far as the boot goes, there's also easy access. Now, you can you know, wave your foot backwards and forwards to open it, but this is what's interesting. That, that is on quite a few cars. On this one, you can deactivate it. You can switch it off so you don't accidentally open the boot. Not a problem most of us have, but if you do, it is there. The car is smooth, very low NVH. It's super comfortable and cosseting. It's not as sporty as one would expect with something with a GT badge on the boot, and that nomenclature does set up certain expectations. It is an impressive family vehicle nonetheless, and this is where we get to the numbers here. So we've got 121 kilowatts and 240 newton meters with, from a 1.6-liter turbo four-cylinder, which powers the entire range, and it's mated to a six-speed automatic transmission and then goes through front-wheel drive, giving a top speed of 201 kilometers an hour, a 0 to 108.9 as claimed. Now, the fuel consumption, they claim seven liters per 100 kilometers, and I didn't get anywhere near there. I got 10 liters per 100 kilometers with a v- admittedly very heavy right foot. You can expect about eight liters per 100 kilometers in normal driving, as I actually tested. Uh, the car is 644,900 Rand. And I'm going to say you can get this for 150,000 Rand cheaper uh, if you want, if you prepare to go uh, forgo the electronic uh, misuse and the panoramic roof and the like. But really, it is a winner in this category. It is an unusual newcomer, and I think it's going to give the incumbents in that medium-class SUV a run for their money. And uh, who's it for? I think if you've got a family, if you prepare to go for something that's a little more upmarket, a little more unexpected, a little less conventional, and you don't need outright 
high performance, but you want a quick enough car that gets the family to the holiday destination with ease, this one is for you. And that's it for me from Fine Motoring. Uh, been David Dondi. It's been fun. Drop me an email if you want to ask me a question or you want, you've just got something to say. David at fmr.co.za. And if you want to listen to this again, that podcast, you can always find it at fmr.co.za. More next week.